it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. How long would you last in boot camp, Al? 45 minutes. <laughs> 45 minutes. I don't think you you that's about 44 minutes longer than I could make it. That, well, the that's orientation the orientation was 30 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the second they said, "Okay, on your knees and give me tw- or on your hands and give me 20, I'm like, "Nah, quit." I, I do it. How do you go AWOL? I no, want to do that. This is They would start walking us towards like an area outside where there's just ropes and tires and this and that. I'm just say, "Guys, it's not feeling good." You guys got uh, a radio station here at the base that I can uh I'll go sell some spots and host a show. I I, I can help you guys a lot. I'll do the However uh, else I can help. Win hearts and minds. I don't really want to have to do, you know, the the hard stuff along the way. Are you <laughs> serious? ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. You ready for your bonus, Slee? Sure. Does Slee have your name as your contact in his phone, or is it still just your number, Trav? Hashtag Ask Slee. Have you gone to the trouble of assigning me a uh, a name in your phone? You are Travis Rogers. There you go. The wait, wait, hold that closer. I need to see that. Hold it closer to the camera because I, I think I think you have my name spelled yeah, wrong. I, I think I think the last <laughs> name. I just I don't have a D there. Yeah, Let this me throw is awesome. The D in there real quick. So just give me a second. You here. and I have worked together for years. My name uh-huh. has appeared on quite a few things at this station. Yeah. Um, you and I have been co-hosts together for many many months. How did you see that? Because so quick? it was too short. You're missing a you're missing a letter. And so you you have either. it spelled Rogers like Mister Rogers from TV, and my name is spelled Rogers like Aaron Rogers with a D. And so now I know where I stand. It's cool. No problem at all. <laughs> That's not going to fix it. Just because no, you I'm fixed just gonna, it now. No, I, I fixed it, but then now on purpose I spell your first name wrong. <laughs> all right. Um, so the general manager's annual meetings are taking place down in Carlsbad. I wonder if they're playing any golf. Um, so they're, they're down there. They're talking about a whole bunch of different things. Andrew Friedman, of course, is down there as well. Let's start with this. You know, there's Clayton Kershaw stuff. There's Kenley Jansen. There's Joe Kelly. There's a whole bunch of things that the Dodgers need to get sorted out. Dave Roberts is entering the final year of his career. It's, uh, you know, it's the lame duck year, which as we know, is never a good position to be in as a manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's what Dave, uh, uh, Andrew Friedman said about Dave. I said this at the beginning of the offseason. He's been a big part of what we've accomplished looking back, and I expect him to be a big part of what we accomplish looking forward. Uh, for us, we have a lot of near-term things with people who aren't sure are going to be here that we're working through. I'm sure it's something we'll have conversations on at some point. We, we were talking about this this morning. Do we like Dave Roberts as the manager of the Dodgers? Would we like to see him get extended? Would you like to see a, a fresh voice come in? Would you like to see just a, a change of scenery for the Dodgers just, you know, to freshen it up a little bit? I always remember Pat Riley famously said, you know, you get these guys for four or five years and then it's time for a different voice because it mm-hmm. just becomes background noise and you need to change it out. And well, I, he's uh, lying because Spolster has been there for a long time. But, yeah. <laughs> well, I think there's if you're Riley and you're just somebody that grinds on people, that probably wears thin. I don't know if sure. Spolster is that guy, but put that aside for a sec. I don't know. I really don't know, and I'm fascinated to hear what Dodger fans think about it. 877-710-3776. It's the worst thing a talk show host can say is, I don't know. I don't feel like I have a strong – 
because if you told me if, if this morning you wake up and the Dodgers announce that they've parted ways with Dave Roberts and they're going in a different direction, I'd be okay. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. If I woke up this morning and the headline was Dave Roberts and the Dodgers come to an agreement on a four-year extension, yeah, that makes sense. I neither one of them really moved me in any meaningful way. And maybe that's the answer in and of itself. That if, if it doesn't feel like you got to keep him, do you have to go find somebody else? Well, I think that I think you answered your own question, right? Because the fact that you're not passionate one way or the other on Dave Roberts. So if, if I asked, um, is Dave Roberts, has he, the one World Series that they won, was he a, a critical, critical piece to winning that World Series? The success that they've had the time that he's been a part of the Dodgers, is he just such an incredibly important piece that he's going to get you some wins that maybe another manager isn't going to get you. He's going to make some decisions that ultimately could be the difference of winning a game, winning a series, or losing whatever the case is. I ask that question because, Trav, I think you know a lot of the time – I'm going to just use this postseason as an example. This past postseason um, – his name got brought up a lot, and I think he's done a good job of kind of taking the hits, not mm-hmm. you know throwing it. Well, it's this player's fault. It's you know what the front office. You got to understand how this thing works, and the front office has a lot of say in this. No, no, he just kind of he stands there and he takes it. And I respect that. I think that's something that you know that that's a good leader. He's a that, team guy. He is he's gonna, a team guy. Yes. He's going to stand in the front line. But I I think this. You know, I think the season also brought up a lot of, and this isn't new to Dave Roberts, but it brought up a lot of kind of head scratchers of, wait, wait, you're doing this, why? Wait, why are you being so cute this late into the season? Or an argument that you used to make. You know what? You, you got to be smarter finishing out the rest of this regular season because Julio's already so many innings over and Bueller hasn't looked good in his last couple of starts. Maybe these guys just need some rest. They're critical, critical decisions that – you probably they're not going to be the most popular, but your manager understands. Hey, we got to do this for the long term. I, I don't. I don't know if I could walk away today saying Dave Roberts has been um, perfect for the Dodgers. He's a slam dunk. He's a guy that you got to bring back. But the other question you got to ask is, if it's not Dave Roberts, then who is it? Are you going to Are you going to be able to replace him with somebody that you think now is going to have more consistent success? I think that's it exactly. That okay. If not him, then who? I, I don't know. I don't know if there's somebody that you plug in and does a better job here. There, there's two couple of different ways to look at this. Number one, I don't know how much impact a manager has over the course of a long season when it comes to winning and losing games. May, maybe a handful of times a year you can make a decision that's going to swing a game one way or the other. You know, I'm li- Literally a handful. So you're talking five games out of 162. I don't know how meaningful that is. Now, in the postseason, it's a totally different animal because your long-term math plays that the Dodgers, you know, they're an analytically driven organization, that those kind of make themselves. This guy plays against this guy, this guy comes in here, and you just kind of follow the math, and it pays off. I get it. In the postseason, it's very different. Now, you asked the question, did they win games or series because of him? Did they lose win uh, games and series because of him? Kind of both. Right, that you go, you go back to a few years ago when the year that the Washington Nationals won the World Series, the decision to run Clayton Kershaw back out there for that eighth inning was a catastrophe. And not only was it a catastrophe, it was a double catastrophe because you let the next guy hit one too, and then the game spun out of control and it was over. That's an easy one to point to. You can go back to the year that they did win the World Series and some decisions to continue to use Kenley Jansen were really head scratching. So you're saying, okay, he's put them in a disadvantageous position. 
But he also decided, okay, screw that. I'm not doing that. Julio Urias, you're my new closer. And he made the decision mm. in the moment to stop doing it, and they did win the World Series. All the things that happened this year, everybody remembers. Those. So it's a little bit of both. I think what it comes down to is do the players respond to him? And I think the answer is yes, they do. The, the players like him. They respond to him. They listen to him. They trust him. That's a big part of this. Do they know that they're getting a fair shake from that guy? I think that they do. Do they believe what comes out of his mouth? I think that they do. Because what you don't hear from the Dodgers, and part of it is you just win every day, so that, that yep. takes care of a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. But you don't hear like, yeah, well, I don't know. I, I mean, I thought I was going to stay in the game, or I don't know why I didn't hit there. Or There's not a, the, those little chirping things that you hear from some other organizations. Dodgers are pretty buttoned up about that stuff, and I think Dave deserves a ton of credit for that. There's some in-game stuff that has gone totally haywire, but I don't know if it's any different than any other team that has moments go haywire. So you, you know what's what's a little bit tougher to assess here with the Dodgers and Dave Roberts. Let, let's use as an example, Jace Tingler, who was the manager of the Padres, right? He, th there was a collapse with the San Diego Padres who, by the way, coming into the season, the expectations were you're going to be, I think they were third Yankees, Dodgers, you know, and the Padres were in the mix coming into the season for sure. world series odds. Like that's how, that's how high people thought of the San Diego Padres. And, Tingler in a that that was kind of a an easy decision of oh yeah of course this is an absolute train wreck look what happened to them they certainly they need a new manager the problem with the Dodgers is you have everything you need from the organization as in you have the best players in baseball mm -hmm. representing the Los Angeles Dodgers you have an unlimited payroll that they've not shown if we need to go get something to improve our chances we're going to go get them you have all-star after all-star, Cy Young after Cy Young award winner, trade deadline, we need to go get this person. So he has every resource in front of him. He, you know, For those who think that Dave Roberts is not a good fit for the Dodgers, I'm sure the expectation is going to be, well, you have everything and somebody else can do it. Anybody can do it. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm, I'm just saying that his situation is a lot different than most other teams around Major League Baseball because his situation is, you know, it, it is – served up on a silver platter. It is unbelievable what he has in front of him. And they only have one World Series to show for it, and I think that's part of the conversation. Yeah, I, I don't want to go down, you know, a ham sandwich could manage this team to 95 wins. It's not that. But you, you've let's just go around the diamond real quick. I got Max Muncy, Trey Turner, Corey Seager, Justin Turner, <laughs> Will Smith, Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller, Julio Rios, Max Scherzer, Kenley Jansen, Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, A.J. Pollock. And, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I could get that team across the finish line more often than not. I feel like most guys could. That Does that mean that he's doing a bad job? No. no. But what it means is is that when you are given a full house to play at the poker table every time, you better win a bunch of hands. You better find a way to win that pot over and over and over and over again. I understand there's some randomness that comes in, but the Dodgers have had the best, air quotes, best team in baseball multiple times over the last 10 years. Gotten to the World Series three times. They've won it once, but there's some other things in there as well. All right, let's try the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 877-710-ESPN. First stop is Whittier and Art. Art, you're on with Travis and Slee. Hey, fellas. How you guys doing today? All right. Doing good, man. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, kudos to you guys, man. You guys always do a great and fantastic job. Uh, just, just a heads up, i like to key on what you guys were mentioning that big Nationals uh, uh, series there where that default with Kershaw out of the bullpen, 
that was big. That turned that series. But, you know, in this last year, he didn't do that bad of a job as far as the analytics type of thing, you know. But years back, you know, he did fail big time with that Darvish thing, kept Darvish in too long. That cost us that series. But, so did the Astros you know, cheating, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you know, that, that's true. But, you know, the, the eye test, at some point in time, we, you know, they stick to the analytics maybe a little too long. Whatever happened to that old, you know, that just that gut feeling, you know, that the managers of old used to have, you know, and when it's time to make a move, it's time to make a move. But, you know, once again, I like Dave. I like Dave, but we only have one World Series with an asterisk next to it. You know what I mean? If we've had uh, this year, they said we had one of the best uh, ball clubs in years that have, they've ever seen on paper. You know, at the end of the year, we have three guys that are potential Cy Young Award winners in the NL. You know what I mean? So how we could not get to the World Series is just, you know, mind-boggling. Yeah, no, you bring up a lot of good points, Art. The gut-feeling days, the days of Tommy Lasorda saying, I just felt like a hit-and-run was going to work here. That's gone. Okay, they, they, they have the math. They know what works and what doesn't work and how often it works and what the value of an out is and all of that stuff. That stuff's gone, so I think we need to kind of recalibrate. But you're right. I think, and you said this, you like Dave. I like Dave. Al, you like Dave. Everybody likes him. He's a good dude. He's a good manager. So why are we trying to find a reason to, because they mm. didn't win the World Series every year? There, there isn't a really, this is why he needs to go. There's also no reason to say, this is why you have to keep him. It's a really weird dynamic and one that Andrew Friedman uh, is certainly going to deal with in, in, in the not-too-distant future. But that ain't it. He's got a whole bunch of other things he's got to deal with, too. Namely, his closer and arguably the greatest pitcher ever to put on the Dodger uniform. It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Al. So Dave Roberts, um, it, it, it sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? That we're talking about should the Dodgers move on from a guy who wins the division just about every year. The one year he didn't win the division was the year they won 106 games. Yeah. They went to the National League Championship Series multiple times. They've been to the World Series three times. They've won the World Series once. And I... It feels like about half Dodger fans are like, yeah, we should probably find somebody else. It's it's a it's a weird question. And by the way, I don't even think they're wrong. My my gut would say, let's just use a hypothetical here. Let's say you decided, you know what? Let's let Dave Roberts play out his final year of his contract. Right? This would be his final year. Um, th- this is kind of the beauty that the Dodgers are in. And I guess the question is going to be, do you really want Dave Roberts managing for his future or do you want Dave Roberts knowing that hey I'm here either way we just gotta let's keep doing maybe it's a positive thing by the way to be managing for your future that you gotta find a way to win the whole thing or maybe there's some negatives uh, to that but this is this is what the Dodgers have built it doesn't matter that you win the division it doesn't matter that you put up 106 games the only thing that matters is going out there and winning it all I will say that if you decided to go replace Dave Roberts can you just think about if if Dave Roberts, what he's done has not been good enough, the next manager that comes in, 
doesn't it seem like the heat on that dude's back well, every single game is going to be it's really going to be next level because now you're also being compared to somebody who had a lot of success it's interesting you say that because don mattingly preceded dave roberts and he had a he had a lot of success too. Not as much as Roberts, but the the idea was: Why are you moving him out? You're winning the division every year. You're getting into the postseason, and like you said, it wasn't now, good enough. I, yeah. I, I think you're right. I think you're right that this isn't hey win a hundred games. This isn't win the NL West or get to the World Series. It's win the World Series. Yeah, but the but is: Were the Atlanta Braves the best team in baseball last year? No, they weren't, but they won the World Series because it just it were the Washington Nationals the best team in baseball the year they won the World Series? No, but they won the World Series. It's just only in baseball does that happen a ton. It, it, it may happen once in a while in some other sports where the NFL wildcard team gets hot and they tear through it and they win it. I, I get it. doesn't happen very often in the NBA at all where a team that just barely gets into the playoffs all of a sudden wins the whole thing. I, I think that baseball people understand this, and Andrew Friedman is certainly a baseball person, that getting in the tournament is actually what matters. Not to fans. Not to fans. Fans sure, care about sure. World Series. But to baseball people, the only thing I can ask you to do is put me in a position to get hot at the right time. And he has. There, this, so, is not, this is not you have all this talent and you're finishing you know, 85 and 76. That's not Padres, what this is. The Padres, <laughs> right? right? Exactly. Like the, that, that's, I think, the best example we could give. Just something that just recently happened. You're right about all that, Trav, but I'll just go back to this. Certain fan bases, certain franchises, there's going to be certain expectations. You and I have looked back and said, look at the, look at the stretch at the Dodgers. If I told you they were this success, they, they were this successful this many seasons in a row – but only had one to show for it in that 60 game, you know, kind of a a, um, a a COVID season, whatever you want to call it. Would you consider that a success? And I think we both agreed that they're a World Series short, and mm -hmm. I think that kind of sticks into a lot of D Dodger fans' mind as well. All right, we've already made this guy wait too long. It's Manuel in Gardena. Manuel, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Great show as always, or should I say the best in L.A. I agree. Now – I don't seem to recall a few, uh, and please let me tag you guys with an ask. Actually, let's get that out of the way real quick. Let's get it out of the way. Let's Actually, get it out of the way. Mm -hmm. um, are you one of these guys that opens like cereal or chips and then just rolls it up but doesn't clip it? I need to know that because there's only one right answer to quote Travis. You better be using a damn clip. <laughs> Okay, okay, so here, here's the thing, real, real quick. Well, you got to give him a chance to answer, yeah, Manuel. Uh, here's the thing, and I think you're going to be a little disappointed here. Um, <laughs> what if I don't have a clip? What if the clip that I had broke because the nine other ones that I tried using broke as well? You know, now I'm I'm down a couple clips. I don't really they have a solution. Buy like the thirty pack, Al. <laughs> don't try. That's not that's not a good one. Okay, so. Now I see that you're unethical when it comes to chips and opening <laughs> things, and uh, I'm going to look at you in a different eye. But uh, let's it's fine, see. Manuel. It's as fine, bro. As, <laughs> as far as um, I remember, I've been listening to Sports Talk for a long time. Travis uh, used to be on a show, Rhymes with the Bungles. And um, <laughs> I don't recall, like, Atlanta Brave fan or Seattle Mariner fan uh, ever calling in on Bobby Cox or Lou Pinella, who – Damn near had the best squad every year also. Bobby got one. Lou didn't get any in Seattle. He had got one in Cincinnati. But, uh, yeah, I just think it's tremendous disrespect uh, that this is even a question. This guy needs to be re-upped for about four years. And uh, 
I await Jack or Steve or Chris in L.A., uh, whoever he's going to be today, to tell us that um, he couldn't manage, you know, the Burger King. <laughs> I believe it's yeah, it's a Burger King and a Denny's are his go-to restaurants. Thanks, Manuel. Um, I I hear you, and I I'm, I agree with you about eighty percent of the way, Manuel. Where where I don't agree with you is it's disrespectful. I don't think that it is. I I think what it is is that if you do make a change, and let let me be clear. I don't think they're going to. I, the, the question is, should they? I think that he's going to come back and manage this team. But if you, the take could be, hey, look, we just need to mix things up a little bit. We need a fresh voice. We need a new way of going about things. We just It has nothing to do with Dave specifically. It's just a matter of he's been here, what is it, nine years now or whatever the number is. Maybe it's eight, which is far longer than most of these, these managers survive anywhere. It's just you don't stick in those jobs for a super long time, even if you are successful. It's just time for a new voice. I, I'm here to listen to that. I don't think that that's the world's worst reason to make a change. Now, if you're winning the World Series every year, you just keep it rolling, but I I think that's the that the best reason for it is, you know what? We just need to mix it up a little bit. It's not. I don't want to say it's like the Clippers because the Clippers weren't going to the finals every year. But when they had DJ Blake and Chris Paul, and they just kept getting knocked out in the second round over and over and over and over and over again, and you think, well, what do you want us to do? We we you know we've got a good team. Well, something, you know, let's let's mix it up and try something different because we know the results of this. I just think it's the randomness of baseball. It has nothing to do usually, not always, but usually with Dave pulling the wrong strings. Do you feel like as we sit here and talk about it, and, and you know, this is almost a half, 20 minutes we've spent talking about it, do you feel like the more you talk about it, the more it makes sense that, yeah, there shouldn't be somebody else managing the Dodgers? I, I, I kind of feel that way. I feel the way I did when we started, which is I'm okay with either. If he comes back, I'm not looking at the Dodgers like, what are you doing? Why yep. Why are you – but if they decided to go get somebody else, I, I don't hate that idea either. ESPN Radio is presented by – by Progressive Insurance, pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. Let's try another one. San Pedro on the Dr. Pepper call in line. And Mitch, Mitch, you're on with Travis and Slee. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey. Um, I have a quick – I disagree with the last guy. I don't think it would be disrespectful. And I have two names that pop up into my head. One of them, who was a rival, and they won three in five years, which I would think – we'd want to shoot for that, you know, just having that one with the asterisk. I'm thinking maybe Bruce Boats going Bruce Bochy or an ex-Dodger, which would be great, Mike Socha. What do you guys think? Well, okay, so there's there's a couple of things here. I, I want to stop this before it becomes something that happens on the show a lot. The Dodgers World Series championship from two years ago does not have an asterisk. Okay, because and, and what I mean by that. Why is, do they say that? Because that's two Dodger fans that called I, out of the last three calls I, and said that. I, I, it's a good question. Now, if what they mean by asterisk is this season was different from other ones, fine. It was. It was a sixty-game season, not a hundred-sixty-two-game season. The the tournament format itself was different. It was played at a neutral site. There's a million reasons it was different. If that's what you mean by asterisk, fine. If what you mean by asterisk is less than, no. I'm, I, I do not accept that. It's not less than. It's different, but it's not less than. So I, Different I is make... the right way to describe it, yeah. and, and, and I think that's the only way to describe it because we'll probably, you know, knock on wood, never have a season like that again or a year around the world <sighs> like that not. again. <laughs> Let's hope not. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as Mike Sosha goes, Mike Sosha had a great deal of success in uh, Anaheim with the Angels. He won the World Series. Like you mentioned, he's a former Dodger. All of those things, that, that's great. That's fine. And Danny, I got. I don't want to say I know Mike Sosha because I don't, but I got to talk to him a bunch of times when I worked for the Angels. He's awesome. I really like Mike Sosha a lot. He's a great baseball guy. He's a good guy. All those things. 
he feels like he's from a generation that doesn't really have a lane in this anymore, mm-hmm. that it's much more analytically driven. If, if that's how he wants to kind of go about it moving forward, then yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here for that. But if it's more, you know, air quotes, old school baseball, I think that they probably would, it would head in a different direction. You said something early on, um, and I think this is the thing that stuck with me most. How's his relationship with his players? I feel like he's got a really, really good relationship with the players. Dave, there's a mutual respect. About. I'm talking about Dave. Yeah. I think there's a mutual respect between Dave Roberts and the players. And I feel, you know, there's certain coaches that could kind of speak both languages. They can speak the front office language with all the guys up top. And then they're also not that removed from the game to where they could still speak with the players. And I feel like Dave is kind of that perfect balance. He's and that doesn't justify certain decisions. No, you know, you and I have kind of gone through see, that. Here's and, the thing, Al. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to have a few decisions that that blow up in your face. This when you manage 162 games, when you yeah. manage in the playoffs every single year, every button but you Trav, push doesn't some, he, cash you're, out. You're right. They just there was a couple. There were that just stick out, I, and you just you know. I don't if, disagree. You are if 100% every fan right. out there is sitting there saying, "What the I, hell are you Al, doing?" That's probably I, not a good decision. I, I I agree with everything you just said. You you are 100 percent accurate. Every manager has those. No, no one has a, a, a run through nine years of baseball where you're in the playoffs every year where fans don't turn to you and go, wait, we're doing what now? It happens. It, it, it sucks. It's, it's a drag. It's one of those things that you wish you didn't have to deal with in the moment, but nobody bats a thousand in these sure, moments. Sure. Everybody's going to have a few weird ones. You hope that they're not, you know, back-to-back home runs off Clayton Kershaw in the eighth inning bad. But they they even do this happen. Past, along even the this way. past World Series run, right? Like, there's plenty of there's a few moments where you just kind of scratch yes. your head, like, what the hell are they doing? I still and the Urias thing is at the top of the yep. list, but I don't mm-hmm. care what anybody says. I don't think that was his call. I think that was coming from somewhere else. I really do. Despite that they're saying it's not that it was. Well, his. Friedman Friedman I, said, "Why don't you go ask that guy?" As, as Dave, I get it, and I know that's what he said, and we played it on the show. But I have I have my eyebrows are way up in the air on that one. I'm just I'm just not buying it. Fact or cap? So what is in your wallet? That's next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better with the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country. There's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I think he will do that. I think he is going to ask people if he's listening to to, to Travis Lee. I think that's exactly what he's going to do, Al. Yeah, I don't know if it's on the top of his list, his no, agenda. He's got a lot of important things to do there. But, hey, you know, you could lob out there, ESPN app or on iTunes, 10 to 1. Who would wash out of the Marines faster, you, me, or Morales? Would Morales have this just like crazy gear that we don't know about? Yes. Like just goes nuts. It's not and- him. It's not him. He's probably the last one standing. I think I'm the first one out. Because I think I get off the bus and I'm thinking, you know, I've changed my mind. I'm good. 
we, this is the one thing that I think you and I share some things in common with. I like how we both are like, no, no, you're more of a you're more of a man on this one. <laughs> like I, I like how we're both we're not fighting to show that no, 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 no. we're the guy that will survive. We're actually the one saying, no, I will wave the flag before you do. I'm going to stand in my front yard during the zombie apocalypse and say, I'm over here. Let's just get this over with. I don't. I, I got. I got nothing left for you. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. It's time for a little factor cap. All right, guys. Up first. What's going on? Hey. Now? A little less stressed than meeting the show, so it's all good. Yep. Um, <laughs> Still my favorite. We're both on the Zoom. She's like, where are you guys? I'm like, I'm looking at Travis. We're on the Zoom. And I spelled Travis right in my phone, so I think you get brownie points for <laughs> Thank that you. I appreciate the respect that- E-R-S. You know the only reason why I knew how to spell it the right way is because on the Zoom, it says R-O-D-G-E-R-S. Yeah, well, it's because that's my name. The other name is a different person somewhere else. I don't know who that is. All right. Up first, I'm going to be taking a flight over things. Thanksgiving, and I'm a okay. kind of an anxious flyer, so I always make sure that I have both the paper ticket and the mobile ticket. And I, I don't know if alcohol really helps with my anxiety <laughs> in that respect, but maybe. So you yeah, That's what they usually say when you're super stressed out. <laughs> Just drink some alcohol. Right. That should really Works help. every time. So you still bring paper tickets with you on flights. Travis, you're up first. Factor cap. Cap. I, I have finally made Look the page. I, I'm kind of the guy that- uh, in certain guy. You know, the, I think it's progressive where you become your parents, those commercials, and you yep. do all that whole thing. I'm about 80% in that group of people worrying about things that no normal people worry about. I think you were 80% there 20 years ago. Probably true. Also true. But once you have the kids, it, your, your perspective kind of changes a little bit. But no, I am finally okay with just having an electronic boarding pass. Uh, I feel hip and young and just like, do you have your boarding pass here? Oh, sure. It's just right here on my phone. What do you think? Beep. And I'm on the plane. Okay. I get the email. Email confirmation comes. So now you have your, you know, your itinerary number or whatever that is. I'm definitely the guy that once I get to the airport, I'm going to the little kiosk and I'm typing in the itinerary number. Actually, get print that bad boy out real quick. Let's get that. Let's get that thing with me. Let's throw it in my pocket with a couple other things. And you know, when we pull up, everybody's using their cell phone. I'm like, oh, what's this? Wait, you can do that now. What's this guy. You, you can have your your boarding pass on the phone. Yeah, no, I'm I'm there. I you you should join us on the on the hip, cool, young side, Al. This is where we hang out. <laughs> I just have to have insurance. You know, you got to have both in case your phone dies, whatever yep. else. Yep. Um, so no, I'm hanging out with the 80 year olds at the airport. It's <laughs> all just catching up, having a nice conversation. Alcohol, Emily. Just go have a couple of drinks. You'll sit in that seat, and the flight will be over before you. All know right, it. nice little six hour flight home. There so, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is in talks to play the infamous cult leader of Jonestown, Jim Jones, in a new movie. So, cults are inherently fascinating. Alan, is this factor cap? Fact. I can't explain it, but they are. They're very interesting, and I've watched a couple of these documentaries. Um, that are, it's just so unique. It's, I guess, the whole background of it, how you're getting people to believe in what you're believing in, and then once they do believe, it's like they're all in. I, I find them fascinating. I mean, I don't know how much I go out of my way every weekend and say, oh, i got to see another cult. <laughs> no, but when there's a good one out there, I, I, I'll watch it. I don't know about you, Trav. I am all in on uh, Leo DiCaprio doing almost anything. I'm a huge fan. He's yep. fantastic, and yeah, the things right. that he does are almost always really, really yeah. good, so I'm here for that. Average. But yes, look, anytime you can talk your way or manipulate your way into getting somebody to 
give up themselves, their own identity, mm-hmm. their own free will to do your bidding for them. That yeah, that's fine. It's terrifying, but yeah, it's fascinating. How do you get somebody to just completely say, you know what, my own inherent wants, needs, and desires are irrelevant to what you want me to do. That's, uh, yeah, that's pretty damn interesting. And you get people to take it a step further, like old Jim Jones. That's, yeah, that's pretty weird. Yeah. I'm trying to think here. There was a, and I can't think of it off the top of my head, so I'm not going to help anybody out, but there was a really good one on Netflix. And it wasn't, it was based off of a, you know, a Is true story. Is it the story. one in Oregon? Like the uh, wild, 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 wild country? No, not that Well, one. that one's really good. <laughs> All right, I got to see that one. I got to figure out which one this was. I, and I, I remember when I first watched it, I was telling people, like, you got to go see it. But I'll, I'll figure out which one it was. <laughs> All right. So up next, Arby's is releasing a line of vodka that will taste like French fries, like their iconic curly fries. So that will actually be good. Travis, is a factor cap. Cap. Look, you know what vodka should taste like? Vodka. The, the, one of the nice things about vodka is that it is inherently not an overpowering flavor, right? There's nothing like gin, obviously, is very floral. It's kind of piney. Uh, it has to, tequila has a very distinct taste to it. There are scotch has a very distinct taste. Bourbon's kind of caramely, mapley. Oh, there's, there's flavor notes to those things. Vodka's kind of neutral. And that's the purpose of it all. So you can add whatever you want to your vodka. You want to make a Cosmo, put a little cranberry juice in there. You want a lemon drop, we'll put a little lemon juice. You want to just go with a martini straight up, just a dash of vermouth, we can do that too. I don't need my martini to taste like it's made with Arby's curly fries. That sounds absolutely terrible. Cap, cap, cap. Okay, so I'm cap, but let me give some credit where credit's due. People are freaking talking about this. I don't know how many tweets I've already seen about it all of a sudden. Uh, there's conversations left and right on Twitter. We're going out of our way to put it on Factor Cap. I don't know if there's a positive, any type of positivity to this that they can get this much pub for it. I'm with you. A vodka soda sounds fantastic. Um, I'm with you. A screwdriver, yeah, that should that should do it there. A little vodka, a little orange juice. Those are good. Um, I, I think there's other things you could try. Vodka leave, ginger beer isn't bad. You're you just going to leave Bloody Mary out of this whole thing. Throw a Bloody Mary in there. <laughs> There's certain things that I think... Is it too sweet for you, Travis? No, it's, it's actually quite savory. It's, it's Tomatoes in that form are very salty. There, You put a bunch of the Worcestershire and the Tabasco in there, it's a lovely drink. And a little vodka horseradish. Is not, vodka's not my thing. Like, I don't drink vodka. Not that it's terrible, but I don't go out of my way to, to drink vodka. I'm, I will never try this drink. I will never try it. Like, that idea <laughs> and the concept is getting great publicity, Look, but I would never try here's, it. Here's a sentence that's never been said. You know what would make this martini better if it tasted if it tasted like Arby's potato. <laughs> yeah, this, also, this, this martini is just missing a hint of Arby's. <laughs> let's, let's can you rim my glass with some Arby's before you bring this over to me, garçon? Also, when's the last time that you've been to an Arby's? That's I've more never of a been. question. It's it's just a cover up from the mafia. That's what I think. It's I it's a lo- never money laundering scheme. Foot in an Arby's. You've never been know. to an Arby's? Never once. Really? Never once. No. I haven't been there in a long time, but yeah. Arby's is. Amanda, our boss, Amanda Brown, when I told her that, she nearly fell off of her chair at her desk. She's like, what do you mean? I'm surprised. She loves the Arby's. Especially you. Like, I thought this was... uh, Never. There was never one near my house or where I went to school or anything, so it was just kind of never in the rotation, like most places. Roast beef sandwich. I mean, look, for all I know, I'm missing out. I don't know. I've never had it. Arby's fans call and defend Arby's because (laughs) I I don't even know if you exist, so please do. (laughs) There you go. All right, so how valuable is a most valuable player? A lot more than you might think in two sports and not at all in another. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Mother's Day is around the corner. 
Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Do we have an escape hatch for this plan? Nope. <laughs> There's no trap door where we can say, hey, look, uh, this is just kind of a radio bit. We're actually going to have to eat these sandwiches? Yep. <laughs> and this is your fault. It's an awful idea. Now that it's you know becoming more coming to fruition here, it's, it really is a bad idea. But I think uh, <laughs> I've always wanted to have something just incredibly spicy where it doesn't make sense. I'm crying. I feel like crap for two days. I've always wanted to try that. Why did you have to drag me into it? You can go do that. You can go do that today. We're, you know we're done with this show you know in why? a little over an hour. Just go do it and knock it off your bucket list and leave it's me alone. It's things like this that get us closer to being best friends. <laughs> You You're have mistaken, to have these type of attachments. By the way, I found the uh, so it was a docu series on Netflix. Mm. Emily has seen it as well. Waco. Oh, that's I the one. Had the pleasure. Okay. Actually, I don't, think, I don't think it's called Waco, but it's it's about David Koresh. It has the guy I from Friday that's... Night Lights in it. Um, Kyle Chandler it's called Waco. No, no, it's the guy who plays uh, one of the football players, the one with the long hair. Oh, right. Oh, Riggs. Yes, Riggs. 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 Yeah. <laughs> My wife had Testing a thing. My, my wife had a thing for Riggs. Probably still does. So that's I, I don't know that show well. But did you catch? Did you catch up on uh, Squid Games? Uh, no, not since we last spoke. I'm I'm through episode. I'm through the one where they cut the cookie out with the uh, with the needle. I, yep. I've got I've gotten through that part. Um, I haven't gone. You know, it's funny. I was into it. Can you handle business this weekend and just get through it, please? I, I we'll see. We'll. See. I, I don't know. Put it this way. You tell me how what you guys think about this. Okay. When. I get the the new show that I like, Squid Game, right? And I've enjoyed it. I tried episode one, didn't hit me right. Tried it again, did like it. Watched a couple of more. I feel like we're talking to Funches about Godfather. Um, Jesus, I just I, I'm not like if you told me, hey, you yep. know, you're never going to see how that ends. I'm okay with that. I know they're coming out with the season two that that just got greenlit along the way. But bro, we're not talking about Dave Roberts anymore. Okay, <laughs> I don't want the same exact analogy. Also, don't tell LeBron that you don't want to know the ending because clearly he hates the ending too. Oh, so is, that, got, is that consensus that the ending is bad? No, it's just LeBron's idea that. Okay, this isn't like uh, Seinfeld when the ending came around and everyone was irate for years yeah, because it was terrible. It's setting up for what? Didn't you say, Emily? It got cleared. Yeah, it's for it's, it's greenlit for a sec uh, for a second yeah. season, and so it's setting you up for a second season essentially. Yep. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support veterans with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping veterans in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. Okay, so the Major League Baseball awards come out next week, but they've yep. listed their finalists for all the different awards. Um, this is pretty interesting because mm-hmm. baseball frequently has MVPs that do not make the playoffs. And they're, and they're going to have two more this year because all six candidates, all three from the AL, all three from the NL, are from non-playoff teams. You've got Tatis. That's actually the, becoming the criteria. Yeah. You can't make about. the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Tatis, Harper, and Soto from the AL, or excuse me, the NL. Padres and Nats, neither one of them made the uh, postseason. And in the AL, you've got Otani from the Angels and then Vlad Guerrero and Marcus Simeon from the Toronto Blue Jays. So two guys are going to win MVPs that were not part of the postseason. This happens all the time in baseball. Mike Trout has done it just you know over and over and over again. Cal Ripken did it. Bonds did it a couple of times. Andre Dawson, Don Mattingly. There, there, there's a bunch. 
It's only happened twice in the history of the NFL, and it's only happened once in the history of the NBA. Kareem in 1975 won the MVP, and O.J. Simpson in 1973, Johnny Yu in 1967. It's the only time it's happened. It's Doesn't it speak out to baseball that it has it has nothing to do with who has the best player? Nothing. I The Angels have had the best player for going on 10 years. They've made the playoffs once and were quickly out in, in one of his very first seasons. In basketball, if I have the MVP, not only am I going to go to the playoffs, I probably got a pretty good chance. Same thing for the NFL. I think just kind of going back to what we were talking about with Dave Roberts, I think it speaks to having good players is important. Having the best player kind of isn't as weird as it sounds. Yeah, I mean, you know, the NBA obviously depends on LeBron James when he's the best player in the world. You got a chance. You're going to be in the mix. Giannis Antetokounmpo, you're going to be in the mix. Go down the list. Kevin Durant, you're always going to be in the mix if you have the best player in the world or top five player in the world. But as you know, you look at a roster in the NBA, you got 12 guys, and you're probably not using 12. You have 15, but 12 is kind of your regular. But you're really probably using 10 guys. It's really five guys that you're you know, really depending on on a night-in, night-out basis. Baseball does have this. And the NFL, go, go look at the NFL side of things. Quarterbacks are everything to a franchise. Mm-hmm. Everything, right? You have a good quarterback. You can take a team that's not that good and – maybe get into a wild card game. You have a great quarterback, you got a chance of winning a Super Bowl. I think baseball is unique in this sense, but I I think the concept of it that this is the tough one to if you're okay with this concept that the best player, when you say most valuable player, uh-huh. if you're 20 games below 500, that's not I'm not saying that that player is not valuable. I'm with you. But I, I, I have a difficult time crediting that player with that award. I I think there is something to um, if Mike Trout's the best player in baseball, um, that's okay. That's that's fine. I get he's the best player in baseball. But if there are four other guys that are playing in October that you can also make a case for that statistically, individually, they are not as good as Mike Trout, but they're 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 playing meaningful games down the stretch. That they're each one of their hits or home runs or RBIs or walks are the difference of getting to the postseason and not. I value that, and and I I almost think like it's undervalued in baseball. Yeah, it is. It, it's not a most value. The V is what's wrong with it. It's O. It should be O, right? It's the most outstanding player. Mm-hmm. Shohei Otani is the most outstanding player in baseball. He stands out among everyone else. He's not the most valuable because the Angels, where they finished in third place, fourth place, whatever, wherever they finished up, they were nowhere near the playoff contention. I feel like he's unique in the conversation. I almost don't want to bring him up as part of the conversation. But isn't he the perfect example, Al? Because, look, he's going to win, right? Shohei Otani is going to be named the MVP here next week, and he should uh, under the way that we've kind of set this thing up. But I think it's the perfect – you have a guy that hit nearly 50 home runs, that was the best slugger in baseball, arguably. You've got a guy that was a legitimate ace on the mound that was going out there and striking out 10 guys per nine innings or whatever the final number was, that you had one of the best pitchers, one of the best sluggers, and your team was lousy. But I, That's I think the perfect I, example. No, he's. I think if you want to give a perfect example, I think Tatis would be a better example because Otani – truly was the most valuable player in Major League Baseball How valuable this year. could he have been if they were never even sniffing the playoffs? Because he's doing both. He's doing something that is so incredibly unique. And it unique. still didn't do what you're claiming is the most important thing. 
Well, I, I said that if it's coming down to there's there's pieces to this, if it's coming down to a player that maybe his stats are just not as good as somebody else who has a um, is 20 games below 500 and they're not in the playoff picture, the Otani piece is difficult because that's that one I don't hesitate at all. I yeah, would I look either. at... I would look at Juan Soto, I would look at Bryce Harper, and I'd look at Tatis as better examples of guys that had great individual seasons, but their value wasn't as valuable as, or not as valuable, but their what they did for their team wasn't as valuable to maybe somebody else did with another squad. The Otani, I put him in his own category. I don't know how to put him because, well, because he's he did something we've so never, special. We've never seen it. And yeah. you, know, you know what the, I don't know if it's the worst part, best part, I don't know, but we're never seeing that again. I just, I just cannot, I, I just cannot imagine that what he, what he did was so incredibly difficult. Even if he has other good years doing both, I don't think we're going to see that. I, I, I just, I just don't think we're ever going to see something like that again. So it certainly deserves to be celebrated along the way. All right, um, the Lakers haven't done something yet that I really hope that we get to see them do tonight against a very good Miami team. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN.